Is this thing on? Everyone, welcome to another episode of The Voice Podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Amanda, and I'm joined by Beth and Terry from the Student Association. How are you guys doing today? Good. Great. Excited. I know. I'm so excited. Nervous. <laughs> All right. So if you haven't been able to tell by the title or my shirt... <laughs> This is a Star Trek themed episode. We're going to see who the biggest Trekkie is. As I've been told, both of you guys are huge Star Trek fans. So uh, Terry, we'll start with you. How did you get into Star Trek and what are some of your overall favorites? So it's been a long, long time. Um, and uh, so I, I can't exactly tell you how it was that I got into Star Trek. What earliest memories of watching Star Trek were with my dad. It was one of those shows that um, he definitely watched. And so I think that's probably how I got introduced to it, um, starting with The Next Generation and then working backwards from there uh, and then going all around. Um, but uh, yeah, and then my favorites, I mean, The Next Generation, obviously, because it was the first series that I watched. Um, and then picking episodes in The Next Generation is Next to Impossible, Best of, best of Both Worlds, Yesterday's Enterprise, um, all good things, of course. So yeah, lots of good choices there. Awesome. What about you, Beth? Oh, geez. Um, definitely started with my mom. My mom loved Star Trek. So when I was growing up, um, I was called to um, the living room to watch it with her. And I remember at first, I was like, oh, this is a weird show. And then I got fully hooked. Um, I started with Next Generation too. My mom watched a lot of uh, the original because that was um, what she remembered as a, as a kid growing up. Um, but I really was more of a Next Gen. I think a lot of people, that's where they got really, really hooked because it was such a popular series. Um, so I, that was my big one that I watched a lot. And I was really into Voyager. Like I love Voyager. I've rewatched it a couple times. Um, and then all the movies, um, obviously, um, we used to have the, um, the uh, original cast movies and VHS and it made like the enterprise, the front of the cases. Oh, if you so put them cool. the, yeah. And I used to arrange them as a kid. I loved doing that. Um, but for me, I think for, for me, why I always liked it and still like it. And I think it's a show that more people should watch now in the world we live in right now is because it is a world um that the, the purpose of everybody is just to explore and understand other people and just to like really connect with other people and understand what they're like and I think that's a really really good lesson and I just always love the idea of traveling in space and meeting people and just trying to understand who they were and um and learn and be and be knowledgeable so that's why I always liked it nice uh, I actually got into it a bit more recently. I started with the reboots because my dad wanted us to all go see Star Trek Beyond together, but my sister and I had never seen like any Star Trek ever. So we went back and watched Into Darkness, and then we went and saw Beyond in the theaters. And then I started to like go back and get into the original series movies and the original series. And I started on Voyager recently, actually, and it... It takes up a lot. I also started reading the novels, I think, once I started getting into the original movies. So I think I have probably at least a dozen of those right now. Um, my favorite one, if you ever read only one, I would say Vulcan's Glory. It's written by uh, D.C. Fontana, one of the original writers for 
uh, the original series, so she writes the characters really well. It's a cross between like a murder mystery and a Vulcan romance, so it's definitely a good read. Nice, nice. I'm gonna write it down actually. (laughs) Awesome, so rules for the game for you guys following along. Uh, You have to wait till I'm finished asking the question. First person to throw up the Vulcan salute gets to answer. If you answer incorrectly, it passes to your opponent. All right. So the first question, what does the T in James T. Kirk stand for? Beth, I think you've got that one. Tiberius. Yes, it is Tiberius. It's the only one I'm going to (laughs) get. All right. So what are the names of the two timelines in the J.J. Abrams reboot movies? Oh, um, I know one of them. Carrie, do you know it? Not a clue. I have no clue. All right. It is Prime and Kelvin. I knew Prime. Not uh, Prime I could have got. Kelvin makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question. True or false? The automatic doors on the original series were actually automatic. Oh. Terry? True? All right. We're going to pass it over to Beth. False. <laughs> It is false. They were actually <laughs> manually opened and closed by stagehands. Yes, I actually did know that. That I makes sense. I saw that somewhere on a documentary I watched one time, and it was like behind the scenes, and I remember that. <laughs> All right. So McCoy's famous line, I'm a doctor, not a insert occupation here, was spoken how many times throughout the original series? How many times? Oh, no. Okay, I'm just going to guess. All right, Beth? Um... In the original series? Yeah. Not including movies? Not including movies. So it was like, what, six or seven years? Um, I'll say 138. It is not. Terry, do you have a guess? I'm going to go with zero. No, it's actually spoken 11 times. That's it? Okay. I, I thought it would have been higher, too. That is one of my favorite things. You will hear me use that line all the time. Yeah, I yeah. say it all the time. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's a classic. Right. It's a classic. It is. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the classics. And it was actually spoken because I remember reading that the famous quote, beam me up, Scotty, was yeah. never actually spoken in those exact words. Right. And that's why I wondered if it was the same kind of spin on a question because I knew the beam me up, Scotty thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all right. What are two iconic things about Vulcans that Leonard Nimoy, a.k.a. Spock, improvised himself? Oh. Okay, I'll just guess this too. Oh. Um, um, like the uh, reigning in their emotions and um, their hair, like his like look, like his haircut. And aesthetics? No. Terry, do you got a guess? I think it's the Vulcan salute and the nerve pinch. You are correct on both of those. Whatever, Terry. (laughs) (laughs) 
bonus question for this. Why did he improvise the Vulcan nerve pinch? Oh, I don't know that. Um, did he have like a battle scene or a scene where he had to do something physical with another actor and he just decided that would be cool? I will give you a point for that because okay. it was a battle scene in the episode where Kirk is split into two personalities. Oh, the original script called for him to hit Kirk, the bad Kirk, over the back of the head with the butt of his phaser. And Leonard Nimoy thought Vulcans were more evolved than that, so he came up with the nerve pinch. Love it. Love that. All right, so why did Scotty, except for only once or twice, never show both hands on screen? I know this. Beth. <laughs> he has missing a middle finger on one of his hands, and I think it was from when he fought in, in, some, in a war, or he was in the Army or Navy or something and lost his finger. Yeah, he got it shot off during World War II. I think it said the only two times you ever see both hands is when he's carrying an armload of tribbles and then holding uh, a phaser in one episode. You can only see two fingers on the butt of the phaser and then one on the trigger. I've never noticed it personally, but I did read that and I know that yeah. um, the tribbles one is probably trouble with tribbles. That's her thing yeah. when he's holding them all and he comes in. I love that episode. <laughs> All right, so what were the names of the pair of whales in Star Trek IV, Voyage oh, Home? This is my favorite movie. <laughs> Mine too. Mine too! <laughs> that is so awesome. Oh, but I have no idea. I can't even guess. Oh, okay, hold on. We have to know this. It's like one of my favorite ones. And I'm obsessed with, and it's the mom from Seventh Heaven. Um, what? The, the lady is the doctor. She's the mom from Seventh Heaven. What's her name? Oh, okay, right. Got it. Yeah. Um, okay, it's something something E. <laughs> you are on the right track. Uh, it's like Annie or the girl's pregnant. I don't friggin' know. And I'm sad now. I it's George and Gracie. E, see? Gracie. Oh, jumping. All right, this is a next generation question. How was the transporter effect filmed on that show? It's a lot simpler than you think. Transporter effect. Yeah, so how did they film the transporter effect? Terry? I think I know the answer to this question, but I might be getting my series wrong. Is it from swirling like glitter in a vat of water? Is that it where is. the effect came from? It That's is. what I thought. I had no idea of that because I had read that the original series did it a lot more complicated. They filmed aluminum powder blown by an industrial fan under a spotlight. So they definitely simplified for yeah. the next generation. Glitter in water. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that someplace. Yeah, I thought it would have been a lot more complicated than that yeah. for mm. a sci-fi show, but yeah. Yeah, simple things work. Yeah. Right? <laughs> All right, so who is the character Jordi LaForge named after? Oh. Named after? Within wow. the context of the show. No, it's a real life. He's named after someone in real life. Who is he named after? 
This one's all you, Beth. Like, I literally have, I'm trying to think, like, who, George, someone, obviously, or something like that. He's named after someone, George something. George, don't know. It's actually George LaForge. He was a Star Trek fan and a quadriplegic. Really? Oh. Wow. Didn't know that. That's cool. Then he said he passed away in 75 and they wanted to honor him, so they named the character after him. And so his character That's very sweet. On that man who was a didn't know that. Yeah. All right. We got another true or false. Zach Quinto, who played Spock in the J.J. Abrams reboots, can't do the Vulcan salute. I've read this somewhere. I don't know. Beth? I have read this somewhere. I'm going to say false. I'm going to pass it over to Terry for this one. Well, then it's true. It is true. He had to glue his fingers together. Oh, no. Really? He did. I feel like a little bit of training would make that possible, that anyone should be able to do it. I feel like they should have at least taught him that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So what are the names of Spock's parents? Oh, God, don't get this wrong. Sarek and Amanda Grayson. Yes, I didn't find that out until I read, actually, I think I read Vulcan's Glory and I found out that it had the same name as Spock's mom. I found that so cool. Yeah, that's sweet. And she's amazing. His mom is. is like such an amazing character. She's not like, like fully involved in a lot of like the TV and movies, but she's so, so awesome. Like that character's great. Alright, so name the secondary character who's not part of the main seven cast from the original series who appeared in more episodes than Sulu and Chekhov. Oh. In more episodes than them within the original. Mm-hmm. The same character every time. Oh, crap. Um... Is it like I can't think of her name. Is it the nurse? The nurse. It's the nurse. It's the Beth, nurse. can you think of her name? Chapel? Is it? It's not the nurse. It's actually Lieutenant oh. Leslie. Lieutenant. Oh, that name rings a bell. No, I saw it. No, I can't remember what he looks like. I he's like see a picture. Yeah, he's like a generic-looking guy. Like I don't mean <laughs> that in an offensive way, but like you wouldn't know him unless you were paying attention. But if you go back and watch, he's in, like, a ton of episodes. Really? I oh, wow. Nurse, nurse for sure. But that makes sense. Yeah, that's who I was thinking. Yeah. All right. So which cast member, and you can name the character if you don't remember the cast member's name, directed Star Trek V Final Frontier? Beth? Leonard Nimoy. It was not. Terry? I'm going to take a guess and say James Doohan. It wasn't. It was Will Shatner. Does George Takai ever do one? Um, I don't think he did, no. But Doohan did, definitely. I'm pretty Mm. sure he did one. 
That's or at actually, least episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's the bonus question. What three Star Trek movies did Leonard Nimoy work behind the scenes on? Oh, um, that's ooh, let me see. I'm <clears throat> gonna I'm gonna guess, but I know he did a couple. Um, Search for Spock. Mm-hmm. Wrath of Khan. No, I, that mm-hmm. was someone else. Okay, let me just keep going. <laughs> She's gonna name all six. Undiscovered Country. Yeah. Okay. And oh. Voyage Home. Yes. Mm. He directed Search for Spock. He directed and wrote Voyage Home, and he wrote and produced. Oh. I think that's why I like Voyage Home so much is because he worked on it. (laughs) It's such a great movie, though. It is. is. I find anything with time travel, like City on the Edge of Forever is one of my favorite episodes from the original series. Yeah. That's why I love Yesterday's Enterprise. Yeah. It's always fun to try and watch future characters blend into current times. Yeah. Any storyline with changing like time changing I find that like you learn a lot about the characters and they get to like perform in a different like when they're all standing on the street and voyage home and he's like stop looking like a what does he say to them like a cadet reform or something he says to all them oh yeah they don't know what they're doing like they're so out of place I just I just love when you get to see the actor portray themselves in a totally different environment and like you get to see some quirks that they might have and how they they just change it up a bit. And I think that's um, pleasing for the audience. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. All right. Which character out of all the Star Trek series has appeared the most times on screen? Oh, man. Um, the most of all of them. Yeah, between all of them. I think it might be Leonard Nimoy. It is not, actually. How? Barry, do you have a guess? So this is the character who's appeared more? Yes. It's, is it Chief O'Brien? It's not, but you're close. It's Worf. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. He did okay. uh, Next Gen, Deep Space Nine, and the movies. Yes. Right. Bonus, bonus question, how many times did he appear between all of the episodes and all of the movies? We'll get the point to the closest guess because it's an exact number. 500. Yeah, I'll say 384. Beth was actually the closer on that one. It was 281. Wow. Did 175 episodes of Next Gen, 102 of Deep Space Nine, and then four movies. And four movies, mm-hmm. yeah. Deep Space Nine wasn't as long running as Next Gen, right? No, I think Next Gen was the longest running out of all of them. All of them, yeah. Yeah. All right. Final question. This one's going to be worth double points. Can you recite the opening monologue from either the original series or the Next Generation? Uh, I'll try. (laughs) All right. Go for it. Face, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Bravo. You had to say it, Beth, because I couldn't say the grammar mistake out loud. I know, I just, you gotta just 
fix it <laughs> as you go. You know, I, that is wild. When that would come on, I was like ready to go. And still <laughs> Absolutely. Goosebumps a little bit. Sometimes when I, when I hear it, it gives me, I don't know, kind of like goosebumps a little bit. Yeah. It's like, are you ready for what's even, coming? It's coming now. Even before that, I find in the next generation, where the that very simple music begins to play as you're kind of flying through the solar system those first few notes can give me goosebumps oh and let's be honest the music of star trek has been done by orchestras around the world for 20 years maybe more 30 years like the music that has ever been all this all music done for every star trek has been well done for the time it's been done in and there are scores upon scores of Star Trek music that is being learned by young people and all the way into people who are you know been playing music for a long time because it's beautiful mm. and I've always enjoyed the music um, that they've used for Star Trek and you can see it over and over again all right That's so fun. I think I think we've got our winner. I think Beth is our winner here. Congratulations, Beth. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one final question before you guys go. If you could play any character in any of the Star Treks, who would you play? Oh, I know. <laughs> what do you got? Janeway. I'd have to agree. Female the captain. Yeah in charge, knows what's up, isn't afraid of anybody, understands her power, but has the ability to understand, have compassion and empathy for people that she loves. Exactly. What about you, Terry? Uh, yeah, I think probably Janeway is a really good answer. Um, I was trying to come up with something different um, than that, but I think that's probably the best answer that I could come up with too. I'm a huge uh, Deanna Troy fan. Oh especially near the end of the series when she starts to kind of grow in her role and she takes the command test and and that kind of stuff um and sort of expands beyond counselor troy into a into a broader role um so i think that would be another one i think that's a really cool journey that we get to see where while i mean janeway has a journey but she's already a captain and she's already in that seat from the beginning yeah. where seeing somebody expand and grow in their role too is a pretty awesome thing mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say Janeway for sure, or I'd like to try out Uhura. I think she was like a little underutilized for her role, and she has a beautiful singing voice as well. I loved, I think it was like one of the first two episodes where she did the song with Spock playing on the uh, Vulcan lute, and he just has that like half smirk on his face while she's singing. I love whenever you can get like that subtle humor out of Spock, but without it being overplayed. Without it being like overt, yeah. Mm -hmm. is also a character that um played that like basic character in um the original star trek but again as she propelled and did the movies like in the movies you see her she's a like changed and morphed into something very different and she found her role and her place within the cast members and she mm -hmm. um i think as time went on she really found her like her spot there and without her in them there would be a, like a gap in that in that team right in the team of people um and she had a lot of firsts on tv so she's probably a very yeah. she's an iconic and historic starfleet um definitely yeah mm -hmm. fun fact did you know i also oh go ahead 
Did you know the um, first interracial kiss that happened between Ahura and Kirk was originally supposed to be between Ahura and Spock? Yes. Shatner yeah. got jealous. Well, Shatner. <laughs> There's something on the wing, something. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was great. That's Kirk. Well, that's something special for the people who watched the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. You're welcome. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. That was a lot of fun. And hopefully we can have a rematch sometime. I was literally just going to say that. <laughs> Star Trek II, Wrath of Terry. Uh, Wrath of Terry. Exactly. It. Yes. Um, anytime. <laughs> I'm here for it. I literally think it was a fluke um, because there, again, is a lot of Star Trek knowledge. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Anyone knew all those questions, I would have been like, I would have been amazed. So, um, but it was really, really fun and I appreciate you um, putting it together for us. And I have yes. like, Thank you. to start my Monday. So I appreciate it. No problem. Well, we will hopefully see you guys in a future episode. And thank you everyone for watching. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media and we will see you all again soon. Bye.